The All In Podcast Show, episode number 18, with your host, Daniel Giordano. The All In Podcast Show is home to the top entrepreneurs, innovators, and world changers sharing their breakthrough moments and how they are changing the world. We will bring mentors into your world who can help you find balance and build a bold life of excellence with your host, Daniel Giordano. Get off the sidelines. Get all in. And join us at www.allinpodcast.com. Okay, I want to welcome you to the All In Podcast show today. Um, And uh, today I have a special guest on that uh, I have had the privilege of knowing for many years now and and has challenged me in certain areas of my life, Um, And as you're going to get the experience. Um, And... um, you know, he's a, uh, a martial artist by trade and has uh, dedicated his life to that and being able to, you know, share and teach uh, for many years. And um, that is Master Ken Smith. So, Master Ken, I would like to welcome you to the podcast show. Uh, thanks, Dan. And it's a pleasure to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Well, I always like to, um, you're, you're very welcome. And I always like to start off by, you know, you sharing a little bit about your story. Um, and however far back, um, you, know, you want to go, if you want to go back to your childhood or, you know, how you got into the martial arts and, and then we can, uh, we can go from there. Sure. Um, my, actually my martial, my, my martial arts, um, initiation came as an adult. Um, and I used to be a USPTA tennis professional and where I have a passion for tennis as well. And uh, a fellow that I was playing tennis with at the time, many years ago, he had mentioned to me that martial arts, he was involved in it at the time, mentioned that it would be really good for focus and concentration for my tennis game. And I said, well, that's pretty interesting. And so I, I ended up taking him up on his offer. And and as soon as that happened, as soon as I tried it out, I could immediately see the benefits to it and really uh, took it to heart. You know, from a physical point of view, uh, on a tennis court. Uh, many years later, when I became a third-degree black belt, an opportunity came to me to actually run my own school, and I took uh, I took that offer up, and under a friend's guidance, and so uh, and that's how I kind of got the the ball rolling uh, as far as you know changing careers from being a te- uh, a tennis pro to being a martial a full-time martial arts instructor and then i saw so many different spokes coming off that hub of the wheel as you as you will in uh, in martial arts that it really you know i saw the the personal professional development that really uh, available from that and so uh, that's that's been the martial arts pursuit for me is you know mind body medicine if you will uh, through martial arts training and, and a host of other things as far as like women's self-defense is concerned and it's all about the empowerment model for me um not so much the fighting aspect of things while it's important that that you know, we have the ability to defend ourselves to quote have it but not need it as opposed to need it and not have it that is uh that's that's pretty core but the martial arts can be incredibly enlightening um and positive and, and building you know young children up all the way through the adults all the way uh, up then working with you know principals for professional athletes and olympians so it's a 
it, it can be a real hub of the wheel for a lot of different avenues to really bring, you know, posterity and, um, and, and usefulness uh, and innovation into people's lives. Right. So, and, and as you've been on this journey now for how many years? A little bit more than 30. Okay. So as you've been on this journey for over 30 years, um, you know, you uh, obviously have studied, um, uh, you know, uh, I guess different styles and different different aspects. I know with Tai Chi and, and different things like that. What kind of, you know, was the um, the mindset for you of, of, you know, studying, you know, getting outside of, of uh, even what you traditionally learned uh, going through the martial arts? What was your mindset there? Uh, because they're, they're all you know, good, and they all have something to offer. Uh, for example, when I was a brown belt, I really went through this phase of wanting to break boards and bricks and weapons training. And so I found someone outside the classical system who would I could exchange ideas with who was a real weapons specialist. And so I, I really worked with that um, and trading, you know, knowledge, if you will. Um, so it was just a quest to... Um, to, to learn more, but the big change happened um, that was, you know, one of those flashpoints was uh, when I had my first martial arts school and there was a young lady sitting on the steps waiting right before the front door and her name was Jennifer uh, and this is up in Massachusetts and she had been sexually assaulted by her former boyfriend who essentially broke into her apartment and, and blitzed her. And, and so she was really looking for help. And, and, and so when they called around to find out, uh, you know, how to best, you know, work with people uh, who were in Jennifer's position, what I found out was people were just teaching a standard karate class for one or two days and help, you know, making the women feel like they could do something but actually they could not. And so that really pushed me down a road um, for developing a comprehensive self-defense program for women. And so I spent a lot of time up in Massachusetts working at rape crisis centers, st strike that, not working at them, but working with counselors to get the information, spending time with victims and actually law enforcement up there as well um, to learn as much as I could about this crime against women. And, and so that was a real turning point for me to move beyond the single focus of martial arts strictly as training for being better at tennis or learning how to break things or do weapons, but how it could actually be a useful tool, you know, outside of that very nuclear arena. Hmm. So is there, is there one person uh, that, that it has influenced you the most throughout this journey? Um, oh, sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's one person in particular. Uh, it's my cousin, Linda. And when I first achieved, uh, got awarded the rank of black belt, she had sent me a, a book that was basically the inscription said, now that you're reached the black belt in the external arts, maybe you want to turn your attention inward to developing yourself more uh, as a human being. And I, and, and I t really took that to heart. And I had already been a practitioner way back then in the, in the 80s of Tai Chi. Uh, but th that's what put me more on a spiritual venture uh, with the martial arts where 
um, I actually found fulfillment uh, there as well. And so you know, she was a huge influence, you know, to learn to, to be very focused and deliberate about both the internal arts and the external arts. And from that journey there, it actually sent me uh, to a school up in Massachusetts to learn about traditional Chinese medicine, um, massage, um, and other complementary ways of actually healing the body and the mind. Right. That's good. So so as you've been on this journey now, um, you know, uh, obviously you've had different levels of success. And I know that, you know, me being involved in, in – uh, um, the martial arts as well. I, I think a lot of times, uh, you know, and you as well, and I'm sure you've seen countless number of people that would that would think that you know when you reach black belt, you know, um, it's kind of like for some people it may be um, they think they've arrived, um, and other times, you know, like for me, uh, I think I finally got got it was that I really don't know anything. Um, so, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so. Um, you know, for, for you, um, you know, how would you define success for you? Uh, it depends upon the context of what someone is speaking of. I mean, you can set a goal to have financial success, you know, and only the individual can interpret what that actually means to them. You mentioned a key word and a key phrase for yourself, arrived. And mm-hmm. I would submit that anyone who feels that they have arrived has stopped learning and has, you know, is going to begin to atrophy because life is dynamic and not static. The only thing there is, is change from moment to moment, right down to the cellular level of our bodies. So the only way that we can arrive, honestly, is by arriving in the present moment of awareness for how we're living our lives right now uh, with as much clarity and mindfulness as possible and and so we arrive from moment to moment and and that's that's a big thing and for those people who can do that that's how i there's one way in a big way that i would define success because when people learn how to arrive moment to moment in the present moment they get to live life to the fullest and as you know, I mean, that's our, we're only here for a very short period of time on this earth. And so how we choose to live it is, is really of paramount importance um, and has to do with how we uh, enjoy this time with our friends and family. Even when things aren't going our way, how do we still embrace, you know, all that is happening, um, you know, to us? and around us. uh, That's how I would define success. Goals such as money, uh, houses, uh, the accumulation of things. It's all, it all changes and it all comes and goes. So one of the phrases that we use in the internal martial arts, like a Tai Chi, is, you know, in a mindfulness training is we only have moments to live. So we should live this moment to the best of our ability. Those who do that, that's success. Right. Okay. Good stuff. So as as you um, um, recognize some things over over your your career, uh, there may have been some challenges that have come up. Oh sure. Um, and you know when you recognize those challenges and you look back, you know are there are there 
areas that you look like that look back on now to say you know think either things could have been handled differently or things could have been i mean i know there's always another way to do things um but uh, looking back are there recognizable moments where you look back on oh sure and i think it's only human to do that and it's it's it would be a fool's errand to look back with regret because we learn from our failures and we look back uh, through history to hopefully not repeat the same mistakes, you know, over and over again. So uh, the errors that we make, you know, should be, and with we reflect back, back on those, should be made without judgment and to have incredible patience um, and actual forgiveness for ourselves. So, you know, I can look back at, you know, several events that, would you know? I wish I had the awareness back then that I do now. Um, that I might have handled things differently, but I can't look back judgmentally or with regret because I would not become the person I am now if it wasn't for that particular moment in time. It was part of my learning curve. So the specifics of it are, are, are of them are pretty much irrelevant. It's just whether or not we we learn from them. All right. So as you've as you've learned from them, is there a specific point that was like a lowest point in your life? Um, from an emotional point of view, it would definitely be the the loss of loved ones. Uh, my sister, in particular, you know, back in the early '80s, where I really did not have the tools to to handle that type of a loss. Uh, my grandmother, um, as well, on my mother's side, who was just a, a wonderful human being. Um, and, and but again, I was young and I didn't really have the emotional maturity at that uh, at those points in time, um, you know, to handle it well. I mean, when my sister had passed away, you know, I had an opportunity to do something nice before I had left, you know, uh, on our on our final meeting together, and I was less than a loving brother at that moment. And that can never be taken back now. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But, you know, I, boy, I've learned not to treat people like that ever, ever again, because you never know, you know, when, uh, you know, when, you know, somebody's time is up. You just don't know. Right. Freak accidents happen. So that was, that was a big one. Right. So, you know, as you're, um, continuing to grow in your journey and, you know, with martial arts and, and uh, the industry that you're in and that you serve, you know, what, what are some things that you're doing to impact, you know, that, you know, you're using to impact your community and impact the world? Um, and, you know, you want to share some of your vision there? Oh, yeah. Um, that's a great question. Um, for my idea of what martial arts are and, and for my, and for our school is that, it's a place of sanctuary where children, teenagers, adults can come in and really make as many mistakes in a safe environment as fast as they can, you know, provide a place to learn about who they are and to give them the tools, even at a younger age, where they learn how to handle themselves in all situations, uh, whether it be a, a physical situation whether it be verbal bullying um, or whether it is just developing an inner confidence to raise your hand in the classroom, you know, to ask the question that is probably on everybody else's mind, 
to get the answer to. Um, so uh, that's one of the things I feel in my immediate uh, community is, you know, what the school is about that, you know, I can provide uh, a place of, of higher learning, if you will, and uh, provide, you know, all students, both young and old, with a way of achieving balance in their lives. And with the advent of technology, uh, looking to build an online school where people can, you know, access information and, and, and really start to move their bodies in order to move their minds and move their minds to move their bodies uh, to bring about, you know, best possible outcomes in their lives uh, for themselves and others. I mean, for me, it's all about having uh, balance, you know, stasis. Because if we look after ourselves and we take care of ourselves, it's really much easier to look after others. It's hard to be preaching one thing to someone to say that they should be physically fit or to eat right if we, in fact, don't do that. If, you know, there was a recent study out of Harvard that says, you know, gentle exercises, you know, for, is a lot better for people than taking medication you know, to reduce, you know, you know, the onset of certain cancers or heart disease, stroke, diabetes. But how do you become authentic if you're not going to do the gentle exercise and eat well yourself? So that's some of the ways I feel like, you know, we're uh, looking to impact the community and maybe uh, have um, a, a broader range of, of people to uh, to access, you know, what we can do, you know, through, you know, on a global network. Uh, it's part of my dreams because if every everybody's a one, and if everyone does a little something for themselves, make themselves a little happier, then chances are pretty good they'll probably keep, treat their family members and their friends just a, a little bit more nicely, you know, emphasizing really, you know, love, joy, compassion, and equanimity. And to me, that is what it's all about. Right. So with, um, you know, with with having that impact in the, you know, in the local community and then obviously some longer term stuff that you're working on um, to have a, an impact beyond the local community reach, you know, what what is it that drives you every day to do that? Well, um, one of the things that really drives me, again, is I'm a role model, uh, whether I like it or not, uh, not just for uh, the community, it's, you know, for my, my wife and my kids, you know, how do I behave in front of them? And so uh, one of the driving factors is to be the best that I can be because I enjoy leaving nothing on the table. The name of your, uh, of your podcast is All In. Well, this is my way of being all in. And what in a martial arts I refer to as having black belt excellence. And so ha helping people to achieve whatever their bar is for black belt excellence is in every facet of their life is a driving force for me because a, it's fun and it's liberating and you learn to live a life of no regrets because no matter how tired you are, you left it all out on the battlefield of life. You did the best you could. Hmm. Good. That's that's some that's some great stuff there. They, you know, as um, 
and and as you've uh, uh, progressed with you know even even me getting to experience and my kids being able to experience um, uh, you know going through uh, training in the martial arts, um, obviously I as a parent have seen you know a huge difference. Um, and I want to joke around now and say in, in most of them, right? <laughs> no, I understand. Yeah, yeah, there's one in particular, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Very well. Um, but um, you know, but there's but there's also growth there as well. You know, just jokingly, but but I, as I as I've seen it in you know the, the countless kids that I've seen personally going through the training and and uh, adults as well. Um, uh, one, you know, what you can accomplish when you set your mind to it. Um, and when you commit to doing what you say you're going to do, which is obviously the theme of being all in, when you say you're going to do something, you do it. Um, and, uh, you know, as we get ready to close this out, uh, thinking through, um, you know, even from the perspective of, of uh, you know, how someone that is not local here in this community listening to this somewhere in the world right now, all right, um, you know, what is one thing that you would want to leave them with to to – to uh, get all in in their life in whatever area it is for them? You know, what is one thing that you could share with them? Do your best. Take out the excuses. You know, everybody's got them. Don't play the blame game. You know, the common thing would be, well, I can't or I can't afford or not now because, well, if we all wait for the stars to line up perfectly, well, that's never going to happen. So begin it and begin it now. I mean, as Ghost said, you know, it's it's got it's got purpose behind it. It's got divine providence behind it. Um, to have to begin something and, and to begin it well, you know, wholeheartedly is uh, is what brings things you know to life. Because if you don't even you know begin it, then Providence, you know, slash divinity never has a chance to take action. It will assist you as long as you're in. So people should not worry so much about the hows they're going to get something done. Leave that to whatever your sense of the divine might be. Begin it and begin it now, and you'll see doors begin to open for you once you do it with serious purpose, you know, um, with with a, a strong intent for for achieving whatever it is that you're looking to achieve, um, we you know you have to begin it and, and let course correction you know take over. Be mindful of it, pay attention to it, but you know just to sit around all day thinking great thoughts produces nothing. To take all kinds of action without an uh, uh, Highly inspired purpose, let's say, is going to just put you in a rowboat in the middle of the ocean, you know, rowing in a circle, you know, with one oar. So you need to have a clearly defined intent, purpose, something that is uh, passionate to you. Steps to make that happen, and then you'll begin to see results uh, begin to happen. And you'll get some setbacks too, but that's okay. You keep going, and you'll reach your finish line, and you'll have really no regrets, and you'll feel such a sense of pride. And you know, guys like you and I, and and everybody um, who is in the world of helping people, um, or not necessarily helping people, but showing alternatives 
for ways in which they can also be successful uh, is really kind of magical. And people get a lot out of it if they'll only take appropriate steps. So begin it. Take action now. Begin as a white belt. Awesome. So as you, um, uh, you know, as we close this out, I'd like to end with a, a couple quick things. One is obviously, um, you know, you're, uh, you've obviously read a lot of, of, uh, material over the years. Um, and yeah. you may have a favorite quote, right? Oh, what would be one of your most favorite quotes? Uh, my, my favorite quote is by Gandhi. And that is, we must be the change we want to see in the world. I mean, it begins with you. It begins with me. And so anytime that we look to point the finger away from ourselves is taking responsibility away from ourselves for the action that we can do. Yeah. So, yeah, be the change you want to see in the world. And if it's a positive change, uh, if you're acting in a positive manner, that's got a way of becoming contagious. And, and with any luck, I mean, that would be something that uh, does become contagious and starts to slowly change the world uh, one small step at a time. Right. Powerful stuff. So, um, well, yeah, one, he, I want to. And he did it, he did it nonviolently, too. Yeah. You know, he, I mean, he, you know, he freed India, uh, mm. you know, without violence. And, and he was it. He was the real deal. He was the change. And he got people to follow along. Right. Great, great, great. So um, how do people find out more about you? Oh, sure. Uh, people can check us out uh, on our website, www.masterkenkarate.com. And our Facebook mm -hmm. is out there as well. Uh, or they can call us at 561-793-4132. Okay. Awesome. Well, I, thank you for taking the time today. I appreciate it. Um, appreciate you sharing your message with the world and, um, you know, having an impact uh, locally and eventually, you know, worldwide. For more information on the links and resources recommended in this show, please visit allinpodcast.com.